Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. On September the 30th, the church meditates on the life of a great father of the church, Jerome. Who lived in the fourth century after Christ and was born in an area in a city called Striden, that is in an area of Dalmatia, which is the present day Croatia, Bosnia, and Albania, all that area. He is considered also a father of the desert because he lived as a hermit and wrote there. And he is known to have lived in the caves close to Bethlehem. I know when we visited the Holy Land, we went to an area uh, there and there were beautiful uh, drawings in, in, in the cave that depicted how he might have lived. His contribution at that time in the fourth century in the year uh, 340 something, I think he died in 384, at that time, you can imagine that it's the Roman Empire and the Greek world, the Roman culture, the ancient Hebrew world were all coming together in the first few centuries of Christianity. And he's able to take all the values, all the richness of all of these uh, groups of culture and faith and bring them together. So above all, he is teaching us the love of the Word of God. And by translating the scriptures and having translations into Latin in the book that is known as the Vulgate, which is famous for that transition of knowledge that was in Greek and in Hebrew into the Roman language of Latin, he is known to have been an interpreter of sacred scripture, that making it available to so many more. Once it is in Latin, it can spread through the Roman Empire in a completely new way. He is known for saying that ignorance of the scriptures is ignorance of Christ. And he recommends to anyone that wants to live a God that is a life that is centered in God to really pick up the Bible and never let it down, to really read it, to, to learn to pray from it, because it is how God speaks to humanity. So he says something else um, to learn there what we ha have to teach. So if we are going to spread the gospel, we have to go to the source of it, which is sacred scripture. So on a day uh, where we are thinking of St. Jerome, the church presents to us a reading from the book of Job, who is writing at a time, uh, who is, it is written at a time, uh, of great hardship, the story of Job talks about somebody that is questioning if God is wise and just. And we have a psalm that is Psalm 88, that is an appeal 
also to God to let our prayer come before him. Uh, it's a call on God, which would have been what Job was doing as he's trying to understand why so many horrible things are happening to him, that he loses everyone he loves and everything he has. And then in the gospel, Jesus talking to his disciples on the way to Jerusalem meets some people that are wanting to join his band. And Jesus talks to them and they are all showing attachment to worldly goods. So we have Jerome who lives in the desert with nothing but the word of God and then in a cave right at the place where God became incarnate to really be able to write from the place where God himself became one of us. He dwelt amongst us and the word was made flesh. And all his life was about making the word of God available and see that to follow Christ, we have to learn detachment. So let us dive a little deeper into today's readings. We read the beginning of the book of Job in a previous episode. And as I mentioned, it's one of the books of wisdom in the Bible. In the book of Proverbs, we get all of these maxims of wisdom that point to a question about getting what we deserve, acting a certain way and having an outcome. And then we've also read a little bit about Ecclesiastes, vanity of vanities. And we hear here that maybe we don't always get what we deserve, uh, that life can be hard and that you can pursue things and not really accomplish uh, what you set out to do. And that putting our trust in God is the main thing. In the book of Job, we see, uh, as we mentioned in the last episode, that we have a story in heaven where God allows Satan, who in Hebrew means the one that is opposed, sometimes it's called the accuser, to question, hey, how, how are you running things here, God? Because you have a man there that is doing a great job you're sort of praising him but he's got everything going well for him right and so he's allowed to go down and take things away from him but not to kill him and in the next chapters we're going to see how friends are speculating with job about why god has sent that that suffering and there's a, a dialogue between Job and the friends and it goes on for something like 40 some chapters 45 chapters and Job remains faithful but also shows all the humanity of questioning and pondering and wrestling and really cursing the day that he was born L listen to some of it Job answered his friends and said I know well that it is so but how can a man be justified before God should one wish to contend with him? God is wise in heart and mighty in strength. So even as he is questioning, he is never turning his back on God. He is always faithful to who God is and goes on to describe how he removes mountains, overturns uh, the earth, and he commands the, the sun and seals the stars and and then it's, there's a beautiful uh, piece that actually names some of the stars, Bear and Orion and the Pleiades. So the ancients were looking at the stars and naming them. Just those names have come down to us. So in this dialogue with his friends, 
he's pondering why have all these horrible things happened to me and don't we do that ourselves when we go through a period of tribulation i know that in the last few years we had maybe in the last seven years you know, a couple of car crashes both my husband and i lost our jobs uh in different settings and we've had the death of my dad the death of my grandmother now we're in the lockdown we've had you know the floods in our in our region some periods of life can just have a lot of things that pile and it seems like they come in succession and you're re, you know recovering from one and another one may come right on top and when that happens we can look up and say what's going on right and why is this happening we have to learn to trust in the middle of our difficulties and tribulations that God is the one that actually holds us I don't know how we could have survived if we didn't have God supporting us through the difficulties that we've experienced. Having grandma in our house for a long time, a couple of years, that seemed much longer just because Alzheimer's is so difficult. And to see her deteriorate, if we had not had God bringing people, resources, humor, help in for us to sort of lean on to God as we were going through them, it would have been very difficult. I don't know how people that do not have faith do it. But in this reading for today, we see Job giving an example for how to appeal to God and knowing that God is answering his call even though he's losing everything. Let's take a look at Psalm 88 because it's really a conversation with God and again it teaches us how to pray. In verse 3 of Psalm 88, we read, Let my prayer come before you, Lord. And then the verse says, Daily I call upon you, O Lord. To you I stretch out my hands. This is a conversation with God that is, again, helpful to teach us how to pray. And that means we can set up a time to pray because it says daily. When do you like to pray? It's usually a good idea to begin our day saying good morning to God and reading something, maybe journaling or setting up a time for meditation. It's good to focus on our breathing, finding a verse that we can repeat to enter into conversation and, and quiet and restfulness with God as we begin the, our day and be grateful for the things we have and maybe begin to visualize the things that we have to accomplish and laying them before God to begin to shape our day from a place of love and, and joy and compassion maybe remember what's a resolution we've made of something we were going to do well and it's a great time to spend 10 10 minutes you know reading something in the bible and meditating on it and then of course at the end of the day it's really special to also give thanks to god for the day and to ponder some of the things we've done that we could have done better on on an examination of conscience and then be very specific about one thing that when we want to do better Make an act of contrition and say, sorry, Lord, for the things I've done, I've done wrong. And that's also a good time to read something that connects our mind to God and helps us to understand something, uh, you know, their meditation books or, or small books that one can read. If throughout the week you're in a Bible study, then finding a rhythm for when to read those Bible study pieces or um, throughout the day, of course, saying a prayer before the meals or stopping at certain hours and just giving thanks at noon is very nice. We pray the Angelus. Or at 3 p.m. where it's the hour that Jesus died, remembering 
how to pray. And we like to pray um, at that hour because it's the hour of mercy. So we like to remember our trust in Jesus. And we pray a special prayer of the Chaplet of Mercy. So it's so wonderful to have specific prayers that we can pray throughout the day as we're going about things. In this psalm, we hear wonderful things. Are your wonders made known in the darkness or your justice in the land of, the ob of oblivion? I, Lord, cry out to you. With my morning prayer, I wait upon you. Do they declare your mercy in the grave, your fa faithfulness among those who have perished? Why, O oh Lord, do you reject me? Why hide from me your face? What that means is an intimate prayer where we can bring our questions to God. We can bring our grief. We can bring our sadness. We can bring our joy. We, we can question things like Job does and bring them like we would do to a father and say, Father, please teach me. Let my prayer come before you and show me the way to your mercy. Finally, in the gospel for today, still in uh, the book of Luke number nine, the chapter is finds Jesus walking with his disciples to Jerusalem and they are proceeding on their journey. And I am watching the chosen and it is so wonderful to see Jesus camping out and really get a picture, a mental picture of what that must have been like. Because today's reading is about that. They meet someone that says, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus says, foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to rest his head. In the episode I was watching yesterday, we see Peter uh, talking, I think it's to Thomas and just saying, oh my goodness, I'm not used to sleeping out uh, with dust and noise and animals roaming around. They're used to living in a house. And Jesus is, is roaming and going from city to city and they camp out. And you see the camp and what that must have had and how they carry things on a little cart, how they push it around. And I had not imagined some of these things. But of course they needed some things to carry to, to warm up something on the fire and you know to be protected from the rain so it's so beautiful to have that image just as i read these today uh, jesus encounters someone else that's it that and he says follow me but the man isn't ready he wants to go bury uh, his father and jesus says let the dead bury the dead which seems uh, almost a maxim you know but to tell him you are attached to to uh, something i'm asking you to come with me and that doesn't mean that it would be easy i probably could have said something like that because we're logical and because we ha we have to-do lists and because we feel identified with the things that we do um, much more in many ways than with the things that we are and we feel good about the things that we do and of course burying someone is very important but jesus is calling him and do we recognize the call of god who is god when he's asking us to do something, how do we distinguish that or do we find that our attachment to things in the world prevent us from responding? Even though burying our dead is, is an act of mercy and it's very important. Um, you go and proclaim the kingdom of God and he has yet another encounter with someone that says, I'll come with you. But he wants to say goodbye and Jesus says, that that's also showing an attachment so one of the things that jesus is going to question is where our heart is 
And Jesus is really not going to mince words. He wants to be at the center of our life. And the dialogue that he establishes with us is to see if we can really take on the challenge for what the challenge is. That our job is to fit him in the center and then let the other pieces of the puzzle build up around him, not the opposite. Not say, well, I have all these things going on, Lord. How can you fit amongst them? But there's a moment of discomfort when we want to remove the things that are preventing us from turning our heart to God. And some of them are going to be temptations and some of the other things are going to be our own uh, attachments and, and idols, things that we are giving ourselves to, which in the way that we use our time could be the way we use social media or the way we sit in front of the television or the way we waste time. We can ask ourselves, where am I wasting time that I could be giving some of that time to productive things and very importantly to God? And how attached are we to material things, to having the latest fashion or having to change anything material constantly, whether it's clothing, furniture, cars, and using our money in that way. Or other idols like keeping up with who is doing what and what types of things do we have to be a part of in order to be in the in crowd. And those are the kinds of things that Jesus is going to say, in what ways are you attached? Because I want to be at the center, at the center of your life. And I want to be from that place reigning supreme because I'm going to show you the way to the Father. So let us pray. Lord, you who walked amongst us, who showed through your word a way to the Father, who gave St. Jerome keys to bringing the word of God to all these languages so that it could be made available. Give us that spirit of selflessness and detachment that he had of love of the word of God that was at the center of his life, that it may be at the center of our lives. In these, this dif in these difficult times that we are living, that we may use the word of God as the strength on which we stand and the grace from which we are fed. And in the name of Jesus, we ask, amen. Mm -hmm.